And now it's time for USC Trojan Talk with Coach Harvey Hyde. Brought to you by Terribles. Listen to the coach each week on KSHP AM 1400. And follow the coach on Twitter at Coach Harvey Hyde. And now, here's Coach Harvey Hyde. Well, good evening, everyone. It's time to huddle up and buckle up, as the man said. Right along with us here, part of the way, or all of the way for our USC Trojan Talk show, brought to us weekly by Terrible Herbs and Coors Light. Again, we want to welcome all of you in the Inland Empire every Saturday morning, year-round, on KMET Radio. That's AM 1490 on your dial. And again, uh, we welcome you for USC Trojan Talk. And, uh, wow, we had a great show today to, for you. But before we get with our special guest, Ryan Abraham, from uscfootball.com, I do, uh, during the football season, I do what you call a 12-pack, where I put together the top 12 teams in the country. As far as before the opening of the season, this one will be. It will be our preseason 12-pack. And the number one team in the country is the team I would least want to be playing my opening game of the year. The 12th team, whoever that might be, that I tell you tonight would be the team I would have to play. So let's have some fun and do the Harvey Hyde 12-pack. And this segment is brought to us all by Meadows Bank. Is your business ready to play in the big leagues? Meadows Bank can help you tackle the competition. Make your play and visit them today at MeadowsBank.com or call 471-BANK. That's 471-BANK. Meadows Bank, consistently exceeding your expectations. Well, the number one team in the country, you could ask uh, me, you could ask just about anybody. It's the team that Nick Saban is coaching, and uh, I think he's a little upset the way he lost his football game last year, and he didn't like losing, so uh, he had a uh, tough uh, offseason as far as with his program and so on. A couple coaching changes, but last year Alabama was 13-2. and two. That's just not up to Nick Saban's style, and with his new contract, $11 million a year plus, he'll be off to uh, what he thinks uh, a great start. But he's got a great schedule, a tough schedule. He's, he'll be a favorite, though, in all of his games. Scott Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy uh, winner back. So, you know, when you look at his schedule, he's at Texas, at Arkansas, at Tennessee, at LSU, and at Mississippi. Now, when you talk about being at tough away games in the Southeastern Conference, that's what you call tough away games. The number two team in the country is from the Big Ten, and that's Ohio State, 11-2 last year. I watched them play in the Rose Bowl. A lot of their stars didn't play. It was sort of a, uh, a game that uh, they showed up. Uh, they didn't play their best game. A lot of their stars didn't play in it because they wanted to go to the semi-championship to play for a national championship. They almost lost that game to Utah. Utah, I thought, could beat them, but they got 14 starters back that remember last season. Ryan Day is, what, 31-4 and four over the last several years. C.J. Stroud is back, Heisman Trophy candidate. They open against Notre Dame at home uh, next week, so that'll be a great game for both programs. Their schedule really favors them. They have five straight home games, and their away games at Michigan State, at Penn State, at Northwestern, and at Maryland. I think they can handle that. So I've got them number two. Number three, I've got Georgia, the Bulldogs. I'll tell you, 14-1 national champions last year. They know how to win. Kirby Smart, a pupil of uh, yeah, Nick Saban. So he's doing the same thing at Georgia as they do at Alabama. That means they get a lot of great players, and they coach them up. They lost nine starters to the NFL, so uh, 
the draft. So they've got uh, Stetson Bennett back, and that's one that really is a, a, a player that you can't lose. He's a gamer. He's just a gamer. He makes the plays that uh, keeps it going, and uh, he's a guy that you didn't know or who, where he came from or if you go back and check his history, but he wins football games. He's a football player. So they got uh, 10 starters returning, 7 on offense, 3 on defense, and they'll be a favorite in all of their 12 games this year. Number four, Clemson, 10-3 and three last year. Wasn't really a Dabo Sweeney year from the ACC. 15 starters back, though, so it should be another Dabo Sweeney year. Only four away games at Notre Dame, uh, so that'll be the biggest one that he'll have. But the other ones he should be able to handle. Uh, like I said, he'll be a favorite in all 12 games, even at Notre Dame, and he's got to get better quarterback play, and they think he'll do that. So we'll see what happens at Clemson. I don't want to play Clemson either. Number five, I've got Michigan. I think Harbaugh's got it going. They were 12-2 and last year, 13 starters back. They have, by most of the preseason publications, <coughs> excuse me, the number one offensive line in the country. So uh, it's going to be a... Uh, Real challenge, and uh, for them, they got to get great quarterback play because they now are expecting to win again their first four games at home. Not that they haven't won, but not in the style that the Wolverines expect. So uh, they should be uh, a favorite in all of their games, maybe, except for Ohio State. Number six, Notre Dame. Yeah, I've got them pretty high. Uh, we'll find out just how good they are with Marcus Freeman, the new head football coach. Uh, I think quarterback... Play is going to be a big question there. Tyler Buckner is their uh, sophomore quarterback who's going to be a scrambler, a guy can run and throw. We'll see how that fits into the season, uh, the system that they're going to be uh, running. But 15 starters back, huge offensive line. They've got to run the football to get it done. Their opener, again, is going to be a tough one out of Ohio State, and they host Clemson. So we'll see what happens to them. So uh, that is going to be a team that we'll see – Probably it'll get better as the season goes along as they get used to the quarterback. Number seven, Oklahoma. They just know how to win. They've got something to prove. They lost Lincoln Riley, and they don't like that. So they're going to prove to everybody that uh, we're just as good without Lincoln Riley. They've, uh, they've got a great traditional football team. They had Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback, uh, who's going to be a great player, I think. Uh, defense will be better. They'll be favored in all of their games. They got Texas on October the eighth, and and I'll tell you that is going to be a big twelve showdown. But I think Texas is going to be better this year, also. Not, or he better be Steve Sarkeesian. But I tell you, they don't wait long in Texas. They want it right away. Number eight, Texas A and M, eight and four last year. Not a great record, but a lot of great players and a great recruiting year as far as eight and four most people would take. But Jimbo Fisher, he wants better than that, and so do the Texas A&M fans. So they're at Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn. Great recruits, as I said. Uh, Quarterback play, we'll have to see what happens there. Mac Johnson could be the guy, but they don't have the proven guy yet. And they'll probably be favored in all their games except at Alabama on October the 8th. Number nine, I got Utah from the Pac-12. I just like Utah. I like the football program. I like their head coach, Kyle Whittingham. This will be his 28th year. They played well in the Rose Bowl game. Talked about that a moment ago. They're from the Pac-12, and I think it's great to have the Pac-12 being represented in my 12-pack. 
They've got uh, 75 players back, 75 players back from the team that played in the Rose Bowl. Their quarterback, uh, Cameron Rising, is another one of those playmakers that make it happen. I think if he hadn't gotten hurt, they'd have won the Rose Bowl game last year. I know could have, would have, and all of that. But they're very physical, and I tell you, when you play a team that's very physical, they wear you down. They're a close-knit group of people. So I've got them number nine. I don't want to play them, okay? They could beat me up at the same time. I don't want to certainly play them in Salt Lake City. I went there once with a team and played them there, and we had a great game there, but that's a tough place to play. Number 10, North Carolina State. So I've a surprise team to a lot of people in my top 10, but uh, a good football program. Nine and three, a team to beat Clemson last year, and 17 starters back from that team. They're believers. They're really believers. So uh, I like North Carolina State. I don't want to play North Carolina State. I think they're a team that can sneak up on you and beat any team. So uh, stay away from North Carolina State. Number 11, I have the Ducks from uh, the Pac-12. Another team from the Pac-12, 10-4 and last year. 15 starters back and a new head football coach from Georgia, Dan Lanning. So we'll see what happens now. He's from Georgia, and he's going back to Georgia in their opening game against the Bulldogs in Atlanta. That isn't going to be fun, but this is certainly going to say how good are the how good are the Ducks. We'll find out how that goes. So uh, they should probably be favorites in all of their other games. So the twelfth uh, person in my pack, uh, twelve pack, is USC. Now a lot of people are saying, "Wow, USC coach, a team that was four and eight last year, you got them number twelve. Well, I think they've got the potential to be a good football team, and I don't want to play them." In my opening game, was I'm not quite sure with all these portal transfers and everything they're doing exactly what I'm getting ready for. So they still got 11 starters back, and Lincoln Riley's a winner. Caleb Williams, I don't really want to face a talented quarterback like that. So I don't want to pack, uh, play uh, USC, so I've got them 12th in my 12-pack. So that it is. There it is again, ladies and gentlemen. My 12-pack as far as the top 12 teams in the country, as I look at them as the teams I would not want to play. I do this weekly, so as the season starts, I'll be moving them around just a little bit. So make sure you always stay tuned on a Thursday night and listen to us. Now I want to thank our sponsor for this segment. That's Meadows Bank. They say, is your business ready to play in the big leagues? Meadows Bank can help you tackle the competition. Make your play and visit them today at MeadowsBank.com or call 471-BANK. That's 471-BANK, Meadows Bank, consistently exceeding your expectations. Tonight's guest on USC Trojan Talk and our guest Saturday morning in the Inland Empire and AM 1490 on your dial is Ryan Abraham from USCFootball.com, one of the top USC services uh, for college athletics, especially in football at USC. We'll find out his thoughts in this coming season. Again, in Las Vegas, we thank Terrible Herbs and Miller Coors for their sponsorship weekly of USC Trojan Talk Live. Buckle up, everyone, and fight on. I'm Harvey Hyde. We'll be right back from Las Vegas. Hi, I'm Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow me on the Twitter all the time. That's at Coach Harvey Hyde. At Coach Harvey Hyde. I'll be waiting to get back to you. 
Through the years, Terribles has created deliberately different programs for our loyal customers, such as Gas for Life, Game Day Giveaway, and many more. And now, Terribles is excited to introduce the all-new Shop, Spin, and Win game, exclusively on the Terribles Social House app. Just scan your app reward code while making a qualifying purchase at any participating Terribles location and Shop, Spin, and Win directly from your phone. Looks like I'm going to see you at Terribles, right? Terribles. Deliberately different since 1959. Are you ready for football? At Walker Furniture, we have all you need to make your home ready for game day. Your family and friends can watch the game in style with comfortable man-sized recliners starting at $3.99, motion sofas from $7.99, entertainment centers, and so much more. It's fall. It's football. And Walker has it all. Shop Walker's two superstore locations for the largest selection and the lowest prices in town. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. The Rose Bowl Legacy Foundation preserves, protects, and enhances the future of the Rose Bowl Stadium as a national historic landmark. America's Stadium has hosted two Olympic Games, with a third one coming in 2028, two World Cup Finals, five Super Bowls, and the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl since 1923. It is the epic center of college football and is the most iconic stadium in the world. To learn more about how you can support the Rose Bowl Stadium as it turns 100 years young, visit www.inspire, which spells inspire2022.org. Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shaves. Where at? Well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 cuts and colors. Expert service, amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. Big Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers like Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Markets, Smith's, Albertson's, Terrible Stations, and more. 
Big Dog's beers are available on draft at select restaurants and bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dog's Brews by name. Visit us at BigDog'sBrews.com to track down our local, award-winning, handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dog's Draft House to sample a full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dog's. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk. I'm Harvey Hyde. I'd love to buckle up in Las Vegas, Nevada, as well as the Inland Empire on Saturday morning. We want to thank our sponsors in Las Vegas. That's Terribles and Miller's Coors. And in the Inland Empire, remember, 11 to 12 year-round USC Trojan Talk. Well, we've got a guest with us tonight that never misses a practice at USC, or he has a staff member there, never misses a game, home or away. He probably has one of the top services uh, in the country as far as uh, for a university, uh, and that's the University of Southern California as far as following all the activities in the athletic department no matter what's going on. And his name, Ryan Abraham. Ryan, good evening to you, and thank you, and I guess I should say good morning to you in the Inland Empire. Hey, Coach, thanks for having me on. I can't believe we got college football uh, just over a week away, which is absolutely crazy. We've been waiting a long time. It's been a long offseason. Obviously, a lot going on with the USC football team in the offseason. So, really excited to see college football kick off again. Well, Ryan, you've been covering uh, USC Trojan football for many, many years, probably almost 20 years now with your service, which, as I mentioned, is something people should uh, pay attention to, and we'll give you an opportunity to tell them about it in a moment. But this has probably been the strangest off-season year in Trojan football history that you've been covering. I mean, it has to be up there. And we've seen some absolutely crazy off-seasons, right, Coach, for USC football. There's just been so many different things happening uh, over the years. A lot of times they're bad. But for this, for this cycle, it's been positive. You know, I think it starts with a good athletic department. Mike Bone comes in, and it took a little while to sort of, like, settle things down. And uh, it was great. You know, getting going out and getting Lincoln Riley when they did uh, was really impressive. And you know, you, just over a year ago, if you remember, they got rid of Clay Hilton after two games, something USC fans had wanted for years. So that, that kind of started the ball rolling. But hiring Lincoln Riley in late November, uh, I don't think anyone saw that coming. That was big. And then, of course, you know, late June to, to find out that USC and UCLA were going to leave for the Big Ten, uh, they really stepped up their game. And I think, I don't know what else you could do in the offseason, you know, sign the number one transfer class in the country, getting guys like Caleb Williams and, uh, you know, the quarterback from Oklahoma or Jordan Addison, the Blitnikoff award winning wide receiver from Pitt. I don't know if they could have done anything else better in the offseason, coach. Now you got to see what, you know, does it translate to wins on the field? That's what everyone's kind of looking forward to. But as far as offseasons go, uh, there, there's been so much positive information. It's just something we haven't seen around USC in a long time. Ryan, let me ask you and put you a question. Let me put you on the spot. Do you think Lincoln Riley was told that this was a possibility that this might happen before he came and had it something to do with his decision to come to USC? They're going to the back think, or the Big Ten? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he was told specifically because I don't think a lot of people knew. I think this was more of a Mike Bone. Brandon Sosner kind of deal. There may be some like some of the money people at USC might have been, you know, aware of, of the talks or whatever. I think for Mike Bone and Brandon Sosner, it was more about the interest and that there was interest in exploring options for USC. Could it be going independent? Could it be joining another conference? You know, likely the big the Big Ten. 
Um, and I think they were up front with Lincoln Riley about, you know, there's, there's moves that we could make, but I, I doubt that they would say anything specific about like, Oh yeah, we're going to join the big Ten. So I don't think they really knew. I think it was more of an exploratory thing. I think USC reached out first and then the likely partner was going to be UCLA. But yeah, I don't, I don't think this was something that, that Lincoln Riley was told about. Cause I, I don't think anyone really knew uh, for sure. Uh, you know, probably until a couple of months ago. Lincoln Riley hit the ground running. I'll tell you, he came in at, uh, what, 3 or 4 in the morning, left uh, Oklahoma, landed in Los Angeles, and went to work. He hasn't stopped since that time. A lot of things happening with portals, transfers, recruiting, new offense, new defense, had a new football staff. Your thoughts on those? Yeah, I mean, the, what he had to do to put everything together, Coach, when he came in, like it was literally you know, right after the Bedlam game. And he's on a plane, you know, bringing like Alex Grant and you know Dennis Simmons, some of the coaches uh, coming over from Oklahoma and assembling that staff. And maybe there's a couple guys he thought might come from Oklahoma that didn't, but you have to you know put put this staff together and you know to get a like you know a, a Josh Henson from you know Texas A&M, well you know regarded, and and some of the other coaches he brought in. I think it was it was one of those things where it's just like, hey, they, they did a really nice job now. Getting a recruiting class from you know late November, really early December, to a couple weeks in December when you start the early signing period, that was going to be tough to do. So what he did was try to build this roster in the best way he could, and that was through the transfer portal and take advantage of the new rule that you could transfer right away and, and not sit out. So I think that was the way he describes it as you know, the most unique roster in college football history, and I think I would agree with him just from you know, the 20 years or whatever I've been covering this. Uh, this league, you know, and, and just seeing what he was able to do. They did get, like I mentioned, the number one transfer class in the country and then kind of build it up from there. Then you have to put a plan in place, Coach, and, and, and go to, to spring football, which I thought they did a really nice job, but they weren't done. And, and they still went in the transfer portal and brought some more guys in, you know, uh, the highest profile one being Jordan Addison. And then when you talk about the summer workouts, you have to integrate those players into – uh, you know, the, the kind of culture that they built in the spring. Now you got some new pieces that you have to add in, prominent new pieces, and you got to make sure you don't upset the chemistry in the locker room. So I think there was a lot going on. Uh, and then obviously building up to fall camp that they ran the last couple of weeks. And, you know, they did a mock game week, uh, this week. And then next week we'll be, you know, preparing for the opener against Rice. So I, I think it's, it's one of those things, coach, you have to be organized. You have to come in with a plan. Um, and you have to, you know, be aggressive. And I think he was all of those things. I think he was aggressive in the transfer portal. He was aggressive, you know, he's being aggressive on the recruiting trail for the future, but being aggressive in building that staff. And I, I think that's why you've seen so much success. And now there's, uh, you know, it's not the success on the field yet, but I don't know what else you could have done if you're Lincoln Riley to try to, to build this program up and give yourself the best chance of having success right away. He's not trying to win for the future. He's trying to win right now and i commend them for that um we'll see if he can do it the, the schedule's not the the hardest but it's not the easiest so we'll we'll see how they're able to do it but yeah the the offseason coach i don't know what else he could have done to to do anything better ryan abraham joins us from usc trojan talk ryan a lot of talk about the new players coming in from the portal and recruiting and so on how about some of the players that departed usc your thoughts on that any big surprises as far as players leaving you didn't think would leave yeah, you know, there. I think there were 54 players that aren't on the roster from last year to this year, Coach. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of guys. Um, and I feel like 
for the most part, it's not worth everybody, but I think for the most part, when you bring in a new culture and you kind of, people got used to the sort of laid back culture that Clay Helton had. He was a player's coach for sure, but there wasn't that element of discipline. And I don't think, you know, the word you hear the most now coach is accountability. We just didn't hear that. You know, you just didn't hear that a lot during the Clay Helton era. So I feel like when Lincoln Riley first gets in, there's guys that you're just going to run off, you know, or they're, they're, there's going to be a mutual parting of ways. So I think there was players that just kind of realized, like, yeah, this isn't for me. Like, I'm here. I got one year left. I don't want to, like, you know, it's about working hard and doing those kinds of things. Um, and it, you know, I, I like the way it was. So I feel like for the most part, you had a lot of guys sort of weeded out or they weeded themselves out. Um, you know, but did a, a guy like uh, Jackson Dart, who really showed flashes, last year this was you know he went in the portal before we knew that caleb williams was going to come over from oklahoma you know so, so i thought you know that one a little bit of a surprise i think that michael trigg the tight end receiver who ended up following dart to old miss is someone that i thought was really talented uh but you know just kind of going back closer to you know home from where uh from where he's from you know i, I wasn't surprised with keaton slovis you know basically was on the way out anyway, you know, kind of getting replaced by Dart, and uh, it just wasn't going there. You know, a guy like Hunter Eccles, I thought might, you know, stick around, or a uh, Jacob Lichtenstein. You know, Hunter Eccles is now at Arizona, Lichtenstein's at Miami, but you know, I, I don't think any of them are like huge surprises um, as far as like you know, there's guys that look like, hey, they can contribute, but I don't know. I mean, I would like to see Keaton Kristen stick around. He ended up going to San Diego State, but for the most part, I mean, guys left. You're like. All right, that that kind of makes sense um, from whatever their situation were, you know, going forward. But it's when you do when you do that kind of full on culture change, coach. I think there's just going to be players that are like, yeah, this really isn't for me. I didn't sign up for this. Um, I don't really want to be part of it. And I think it helped with the team chemistry overall because the guys that did stick around, they bought in. They wanted to. They wanted the the, the you know the culture change. They want to go in and have a winning locker room and, and a winning attitude and you know just. And then that's what Lincoln Riley brought. So I, I think it actually helped coach to you know, some of the addition by subtraction. Not that they weren't bad, you know, good players or, or whatever, but I think for the most part, you got guys that want to be there and wanted to buy in and the transfers the same way. So I think that's why we've seen the chemistry be so good, uh, even though they've only been assembled for, you know, several months. It's going to be an interesting uh, opening weekend. We have Jackson Dodd at Mississippi, JT Daniels at at West Virginia, uh, JT Daniels at uh, West Virginia, and then you got Keaton Slovis, who was named the starting quarterback at Pitt, and I think they both play each other the opening day. I think it's Thursday night. That's a amazing. I tell you, you got three starting USC quarterbacks out there. Yeah, the backyard brawl, right? Like, I mean, for uh, Pitt and West Virginia, I don't think they've played for like twelve years. To have two former USC quarterbacks uh, going in that one, and Graham Harrell coaching on one side, like. That's gonna be that's gonna be pretty impressive. I mean, there's a lot of like Trojan X's out there, coach. You know, they're like, what? You know, are you gonna follow like Georgia Southern and um, you know what Clay Helton's gonna do down there? You know, playing in the Sun Belt, uh, like you mentioned. I don't know if uh, Jackson Dart's been announced as a starter. If they've announced that yet, but you know, to have three former USC quarterbacks potentially starting at Power Five programs is pretty impressive. Like, there hasn't been a, a lack of talent at USC. I think that's one of the clear indications of this but the coaching the culture all that has been suspect so i think that gives usc fans some hope that hey you bring in a good coach a good staff a good support staff around them that that there's you know the sky's the limit for this team uh you know the talent you feel is there 
uh, will the coaching and culture still be there? Well, Ryan, I wanted sorted. Uh, I wanted sorted to set the stage on uh, about a week away from now, almost a week. Uh, the uh, the Trojans open up against uh, Rice, uh, the Rice Owls in the Coliseum. So I want to sort of get a little background of what's been happening in your mind and thoughts towards the USC football program. Since uh, Lincoln Riley came in, the departure of a lot of players and the arrival of a lot of players. Now, when we come back after this short timeout, let's find out from Ryan Abraham. His thoughts about the spring, the fall camp, the players, the depth charts, they're not out yet, I don't believe, but again, Get his feelings. He's been around USC football for a long time on just what's happening in the Trojan football camp. So, again, I'm Harvey Hyde with Ryan Abraham. And, uh, again, uh, we want to welcome uh, all of you in the Inland Empire and uh, on Saturday morning. And, again, uh, buckle up and ride along with us here from 11 to 12 on KMET Radio. And in Las Vegas, we welcome all of you, and thank you to Terrible Herps and Miller Coors for the sponsorship of our weekly program. I'm Harvey Hyde. Buckle up and fight on. We'll be right back with more Trojan football. years, Terribles has created deliberately different programs for our loyal customers, such as Gas for Life, Game Day Giveaway, and many more. And now, Terribles is excited to introduce the all-new Shop, Spin, and Win game, exclusively on the Terribles Social House app. Just scan your app reward code while making a qualifying purchase at any participating Terribles location and Shop, Spin, and Win directly from your phone. Looks like I'm going to see you at Terribles, right? Terribles, deliberately different since 1959. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702 702- 471 bank that is 702-471-2265 or use our convenient online banking service at meadowsbank.bank meadows bank where your business is our business pizza 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 if you're like me pizza is not just a food it's a way of life and the folks at setabello pizza get every detail just right homemade dough made daily and hand tossed extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. 
Cetabello Pizza, when only the best will do. Have you heard about Standish Law? Yes, Standish Law, Las Vegas' premier family law firm. Ranked among the top ten in client satisfaction by the American Institute of Family Lawyers and proud to be rebel sponsors. If you are going through a divorce, you want them on your side. Schedule your appointment at standislaw.com. That's standislaw.com or call 702-998-9344. Hi, I'm Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow me on the Twitter all the time. That's at Coach Harvey Hyde. At Coach Harvey Hyde. I'll be waiting to get back to you. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk, live in Las Vegas, Nevada, on a Thursday evening, brought to you by Terrible Herps and Miller Coors. In the Inland Empire, we welcome all of you on Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial. And uh, good morning, right along with us year-round. Ryan Abraham is our guest here from uscfootball.com as we get ready for the opening football game of the year, September the 3rd, kickoff at 3 p.m. in the Memorial Coliseum. Our next segment is brought to us by Mercedes-Benz of Henderson, proud sponsors of USC Trojan Talk. Call the head coach himself, the general manager, Jim Chasen, for information regarding new Mercedes, used Mercedes, or just if you want to look around. Give Jim a call at 702-485-3000. That's 702-485-3000. Or go to www.mb of Henderson. Ryan Abraham joins us. Ryan, let's get into this season. Let's talk a little about football. There's been a lot of competition out there, a lot of things that uh, – uh, are in question as far as the media is concerned. A little change in the practice schedules as far as how much you can watch as far as football and so on, but you have availability to the coaches and players. Your thought on this new setup as far as Lincoln Riley's uh, media uh, availability as far as to the players and the way you, uh, you know, you have to come up with your stories and evaluations. Yeah, so it's pretty similar to what we had like the last year with Clay Helton, and we weren't even sure if there'd be any availability at all, Lincoln Riley, when he was in uh, Norman, Oklahoma, pretty much had none. Uh, you weren't talking to assistant coaches. You weren't talking to players. Like Caleb Williams never spoke to the media until his, you know right before the bowl game against the Alamo Bowl when they played uh, Oregon. So there was uh, I mean, there was some, and you know, we were anticipating not having that much access. But it was very similar to what we saw uh, the last year or two with Clay Helton that we get to watch not the whole practice, but the first. 20 minutes or so uh, with stretching and stuff. So you don't get a good evaluation of how they look in practice. That's one thing that uh, we'd love to be able to do again, but we, you know, we can't get that right now. But the players, they're still available. We can talk to offensive and defensive players. We can talk to all the assistant coaches. So that's actually been uh, nice. So we're going out there a couple days a week, Coach, and then we get a Zoom with Lincoln Riley after the Thursday practice and uh, you know, kind of get to – ask him a few more questions and kind of see how the week went and things like that. So it's, you know, I would say it's uh, not great, but it's not terrible. It could have been a lot worse. And we do get to walk around the sidelines and get pictures and, and videos and things like that. But, you know, I think, I think the USC fans have been, uh, you know, enjoying the coverage we've had so far. The one thing I miss though, coach is, you know, being able to watch those one-on-one drills, being able to see how competitive they are during practice, but, uh, you know, it's, they are very uh, tight about those parts of practice. They don't want people in there. So, um, yeah, so we can't do that, but it would be great to be able to do that at some point. We'll see. Maybe it'll change in the future. But as of now, limited window to watch, and uh, that's kind of we give our observations from that. 
Well, Ryan, you've been able to meet a lot of the players and uh, eyeball a lot of the players and talk to a lot of the players. What players have uh, impressed you as far as their, you know, their size, their strength? Their, they're bigger than what they say they are. They're faster than what they thought you thought they were. Uh, when you interview them, they're more mature than what you thought they were or not as mature. Give us some of the thoughts. We want the inside scoop here on what you've been able to find out and visualize yourself. So there's a lot of good players on the list that, you know, for different categories you listed out there, Coach. But I would say, like, Atuli Tulipolotu, who's going to be, I think, just have a breakout year on USC's defensive line. And you know how good of a player he is. And I think in this system he's going to shine. He's played a little outside, too. He's doing inside. I think they're going to use him in some different spots. But he's been so much better uh, with the media when we're doing the interviews and stuff with him. Like, he was someone that you would just not even really want to talk to because I just didn't. Uh, he just wasn't all that, you know, he just didn't seem all that interested. But I don't know, for whatever reason, he's turned a corner in his interview skills, and he's been really good uh, on camera when we get to, to talk to him and stuff. I think, you know, the two guys they brought to Pac-12 Media Day, Caleb Williams, the quarterback, and Shane Lee, the, the linebacker transfer from uh, Alabama, both are great leaders on this team, and both have been very impressive. You look at Shane Lee, he leads by example in the weight room. Um, when he talks, they just... He changes the game. Like everyone knows, like wow, that's the way I should be as a football player. And I think that's probably the best compliment you can give anyone. That people want to be like him just because everything he does, you're like that guy is a football player and follow along. And the other SEC linebacker they brought in, Romello Hyde, who's playing the rush end spot. He's one of the first guy, you know, first dudes off the bus kind of guys. Like you just watch him and like wow, um, he's just an impressive looking guy. I think he's gonna. Get a lot of quarterback pressures this year. Hope for USC, you hope he's going to get a bunch of sacks. Uh, I think someone he's definitely someone to watch. Uh, Kalen Bullock, who was just a stud last year as a freshman, they used to call him Sticks because he was you know the safety. Uh, was wearing number twenty seven. He's wearing number seven now. Looks a lot bigger in his pads. They call him Two Sticks now. Um, he's, he's definitely bigger. I think he's up to uh, two hundred something pounds. So uh, you know he's really been impressive. Just got to talk to uh, Eric Gentry, the Arizona State linebacker transfer was a freshman all-american last year i uh, just got to talk to him this past week coach for the first time and a uh, really impressive young man as well he's six foot six uh around 200 pounds or something as well so he's gonna fill out a little bit but everyone talks about him like caleb williams to talk about how he can be disruptive he gets in the passing lanes he's so long he can bat passes down he had an interception in one of their scrimmages so he's someone i think that uh, fans should watch out for it as well. Number 18, and he's got some first-team reps from what we've seen uh, for the defensive rotation, so I think he's someone that uh, you're going to have to pay attention to, but there's a, there's a lot of good candidates, Coach. I could go on and on with some of these guys, but a uh, really impressive group. It's not just the guys that are coming back, but the transfers in, and they, they kind of mesh together really well, so I, I've been impressed. You know, you mentioned, uh, it's funny, you sort of mentioned a lot of defensive players there, which... Uh, is is good. You win championships with the defensive side of the football. Your thoughts as far as the defensive side of the football, uh, you're, everybody's waiting to see exactly what to expect there. And uh, it seems as though there's a lot more depth there, especially in the linebacker area and the secondary area. There is a lot more depth. And I actually on our Zoom call with Lincoln Riley this past week, I asked him about uh, you know how the defense has looked to him. And he was definitely uh, very complimentary. And I, I think when anyone's talking about this team, Coach, you're going to say, like, well, the defense was, was bad last year. Why is it going to be good this year? 
Uh, Lincoln Riley talked about how when Alex Grinch came in, he really changed that Oklahoma defense around. I think it was in 2019. And I, I feel like if you're a USC fan, you're hoping the same thing can happen because, I mean, they were in the hundreds, I think, for points per drive last year, Coach. It was historically, if you look at some of the numbers, just as, about as bad as the USC defense as we have seen. So there's a, there's a lot of upside. There's a lot of room for improvement. But you're going to see some guys coming back, like a Max Williams that didn't really get to play last year that's probably going to be their starting nickel, or a, a, a Brandon Peely who's got a big body in the middle of the defensive line who can move and has quickness, and you know, and all the pieces that you've added as well, um, how they're all going to kind of fit together. And you know, a guy like Kalen Bullock coming into his own, Tuli Tua Pelotusu, who I'd mentioned already, you know. So I think, uh, you know, Shane Lee on this defense, I think, makes a huge difference all by himself. And they have a bunch of other guys that they're bringing in that you think, oh, well, you know, like could a Makai Blackman uh, help out the secondary, you know, coming over from uh, from Colorado. And I, there's just a, a long list. There's maybe not the superstars coach on the defensive side that they've added. Um, you know, even like Shane Lee, Romello Height, like they just weren't, Shane Lee was a freshman All-American, but, you know, he didn't play much the last couple of years. Uh, they didn't have, they don't have like a Jordan Addison, you know, like the Blinnikoff award winner they're bringing on the defensive side. But I, you mentioned the depth. It's a lot better just watching the secondary going through drills, the, the safety line, the corner line, the linebackers, the defensive line. They're, they're a little thin at the rush end spot and they've had some guys, uh, in and out of the lineup there. But, uh, you know, Corey Foreman, we saw come back this week. I think he's going to be good. You know, if, if Romello Heights probably going to be the starter, he's been, practicing with a non-contact jersey, but that's probably the one area they have some some depth issues. But for the rest of the defense, Coach, it's a lot deeper than it was even in the spring. Um, so I, I, I'm i a little, like, you know, cautiously optimistic about this defense getting a lot better than last year. It's going to be better. Like, there's no question it'll be better than last year. But if they want to be, like, a championship type of team that they're talking about, it's going to have to be significantly better. And I, I think they have the pieces in place and the coaching to do that. Uh, the proof will be in the pudding, though, when we see him play on Saturdays. Ryan, uh, let's take a break so when we come back we can have some time to talk about the offense a little bit, and then I want to go through the schedule with you. So the uh, teams, as, fat, as much time as we have to go through the teams that uh, you think will challenge the Trojans and the big games of this, well, they're all big games, but the games that will be the huge games, the, days, the games that will make the difference in the Trojans' season this year. So let's take this break. Again, we want to welcome all of you in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial year-round. And live in Las Vegas, we welcome you all for USC Trojan Talk, brought to us by Terrible Herps and Miller Coors. And again, this segment has been brought to us by Mercedes-Benz of Henderson, proud sponsors of USC Trojan Talk. Contact the head coach himself out there, Jim Chasen. He's a general manager for any uh, family pricing, new cars, used cars, doesn't make any difference. Give them a call at 702-485-3000. That's 702-485-3000. Or go to www.mbofhenderson. I'm Harvey Hyde with Ryan Abraham. Fight on and buckle up. We'll be right back from Las Vegas. Through 
the years, Terribles has created deliberately different programs for our loyal customers, such as Gas for Life, Game Day Giveaway, and many more. And now, Terribles is excited to introduce the all-new Shop, Spin, and Win game, exclusively on the Terribles Social House app. Just scan your app reward code while making a qualifying purchase at any participating Terribles location and Shop, Spin, and Win directly from your phone. Looks like I'm going to see you at Terribles, right? Terribles. Deliberately different since 1959. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas's original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers like Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine and More, Whole Foods Markets, Smith's, Albertsons, Terrible Stations, and more. Big Dogs beers are available on draft at select restaurants and bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogsBrews.com to track down our local, award-winning, handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample a full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702 702- 471 bank that is 702-471-2265 or use our convenient online banking service at meadowsbank.bank meadows bank where your business is our business pizza 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 if you're like me pizza is not just a food it's a way of life and the folks at setabello pizza get every detail just right homemade dough made daily and hand tossed extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello pizza when only the best will do. Talk live in Las Vegas, Nevada, brought to us by Terrible Herbs and Miller Coors. And in the Inland Empire, we welcome all of you on Saturday morning at AM 1490 on your dial. This next segment is brought to us by a Budget Car and Truck Rental locally in Las Vegas. Give them a call at 702 736 1240. 
one, two. Ryan Abraham joins us from uscfootball.com. Ryan, before we go any farther, I always want you to tell everybody about your uh, webpage and your services and so on so people can come more familiar with it. Yeah, thanks, Coach. Yeah, we've been around since 1996, if you can believe that, at uscfootball.com. But we got a lot of uh, stories, uh, interviews, photos, videos. Uh, we do podcasts. We do video shows. We just cover this USC football team up and down. We cover recruiting. So it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. This past eight months have been absolutely crazy. Just there's so much more interest uh, from the fan base. So that's been awesome for us. So yeah, if you like USC football, you hate USC football, you can go to uscfootball.com and you'll learn as much as you could possibly want uh, about the Georgia football team. All right, uh, and also we do a podcast. I do a podcast with Ryan every week, so if you want to listen to both of us work, we love doing it with you. We have fun doing uh, uscfootball.com together. Well, Ryan, let's talk about quickly some of the players on the offensive side of the football that you've looked at, eyeballed, and you say, wow, I get that kid can play. And I think one position everybody wants us to talk about is the left tackle spot on offense. Yeah, we, that's the one spot, Coach, we don't get to watch much at all. We get to see a lot of the defensive drills right in front of us. The offensive linemen are further away. But for what the, the guys that we've talked to right now, it looks like they're in a battle uh, for that left tackle spot. you got Cortland Ford, who's the redshirt sophomore. We saw start a bunch of games uh, last year. But they have Bobby Haskins, who's started for three years at Virginia, uh, coming in as a, as a redshirt senior grad transfer and I think he's been someone that's been you know really impressive we didn't get to see him in the spring he was recovering from an injury so I think he's kind of coming from behind as far as this far as far as this goes but they might play both of those guys at some point and they said the battle will kind of continue on uh you know even after the first game just because you get named the starter if they name a starter next week that could be something where like Bobby Haskins starts he doesn't play as well Corlin Ford comes in in the second game or in the middle of the game or something so I don't think you'll see a rotation, but they're still going to be kind of battling it out and see who ends up doing uh, the best job there. But, you know, the receiver spot, I would say, is the deepest uh, coach. And uh, from what we were able to see, I mean, a lot of these guys look good. You know, bringing a guy like Terrell Bynum from Washington or Brendan Rice from uh, Colorado, Jerry Rice's son. Jordan Addison, the most accolades. I mean, he won the Belichick last year. Everyone's been saying great things about him. But, you know, guys like Gary Bryant, who are still on the team, and Taj Washington, you know, they look good as well. C.J. Williams, the incoming freshman quarterback. A lot of buzz around Rayleigh Brown, the uh, the incoming running back, uh, the, the four- or five-star guy that's come in. Great hands. People have talked about him. I, I think you're going to see Travis Jai be, you know, be the main back, the, the transfer from Oregon. But Rayleigh Brown, I think, is going to get some spots, uh, too. And I think on the tight end spot, you know, Lake Green, Malcolm Epps, they, they lost Jude Wolf for a while. And unfortunately, he had a... Uh, you know, a lower leg injury, but he's going to be out for at least half the season. Watch for Malcolm Epps, the, the Texas transfer. I think he's going to have a big year. And Lake McCree people like a lot as well. He's a redshirt sophomore. Let me ask you this question now. Addison being the Blutnikoff winner as far as the outstanding receiver, most outstanding receiver in the country. Last year, USC's got some great receivers. Does he really stand out when you're out there and you watch him play? Does he separate himself from the rest of them? So we only get to watch like throwing lines and routes on air. So we haven't seen him in any competitive spots, but he just looks the part when he's doing. Now the other guys look good too. Uh, it's more about what they're talking about when you, when you when they bring his name up uh, and you just ask about the wide receivers and they'll bring his name up on their own. I, that usually says something that you know you didn't ask about him specifically, but he's a name that that comes up. So 
I feel like the chemistry between him and Caleb Williams has got you know got better from what everyone you know has told us. Uh, but yeah, he seems like he's going to be a guy that's he's going to be the number one dude, and uh, and, and and they're going to spread the ball around. A lot of guys are going to play, but I really expect a big year from Jordan Addison. All right, Ryan, uh, we have a couple of minutes here. Uh, what teams on the schedule really scare you? Really scare you as far as going to Stanford, Fresno State, uh, going to Utah. I know there's uh, always a game in there that maybe people don't expect that could be a threat there, a threat to the Trojans. But uh, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, like I don't think Stanford's going to be that good. They were pretty terrible last year. They still beat USC. That's when Clay Houghton got fired. But I'm looking at the week four coach uh, for on the road against Oregon State. Um, they didn't lose a game last year in Corvallis. And uh, the defense is not that good, so USC's probably going to score some points. But they bullied USC last year. They can run the football. They got a great offensive line. They always have good running backs. Um, so I think that's one you got to watch for. Certainly in October, going to Salt Lake City, playing Utah, who's, you know, I think is a top five team. Like they, you know, they bring a lot of guys back. They're really good on both sides of the ball. The line, you know, the line play is great. And, um, you know, it, it's just one of those things where they get a clicking and they're going to be tough to beat, uh, you know, in Salt Lake City. And, you know, both the rivalry games at the end of the season, UCLA in the Rose Bowl and then Notre Dame in the Coliseum, I think both of those teams are, are capable of, of doing really good things this year. I don't know if Notre Dame's a top five team, like the AP, I think, has them number five. Uh, but, you know, UCLA went eight and four last year. They don't have that hard of a schedule. They'll probably have some good momentum by the time they play USC. So I, I think all those games, you know, any game when you're talking about a team that was four eight last year is losable, coach. But I feel like those are the main ones. If, if USC slips and falls a couple of times, it's probably going to be among those games I mentioned. Well, Ryan, again, I always want to thank you for being with us. I tell you, you have so much uh, uh, intelligence and in, input as far as knowing what's happening at USC, but you spend so much time there as far as on campus interviewing the players, talking to the sports information department, coaches, and so on, that we love it when you share it with all of us here on our USC Trojan, uh, USC, uh, USC Trojan Talk show. I almost said we are... We are SC.com as we work together so much. But I want to, you know, thank you for joining us. And, again, I want to wish you a great weekend. And I know you're getting ready for college football. You're excited. And uh, you take care of yourself. And, again, uh, my best to your family and the whole package. And fight on, buddy. Thank you so much, Coach Raw. Always a pleasure being on with a legend like you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much. That's Ryan Abraham from USCfootball.com. He's the producer and the owner of it. He put it all together, and uh, he's done a great job. So, again, we want to welcome and thank all of you in the Inland Empire every Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial in Las Vegas. We welcome you every Thursday night live here on AM 1400. USC football, uh, of course, is sponsored by Terrible Herps and... Uh, Bella Coors. And again, we want to thank Justin in the studio because he makes it happen, our engineer and producer. We want to thank you, our listeners, because without you, we don't have a show. So buckle up, everyone. I'm Harvey Hyde saying we hope your team wins. Good night, everyone.